does the Max deserve to be remembered for all of human history? Or banished to the black hole of obscurity? We're going to find out starting now. Media. Media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn. Like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure? while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is a guy who lives in a cardboard box next to the Max and Spawn. It's... Oh, it's Yehel. <laughs> How are you doing, Steve? And I must say, that's a very nice cardboard box you have there, sir, with the lighting oh, thank and you. Uh, the, the um, Star Trek um, poster. Is that a poster or a towel or what? Uh, what is that? It's a, no, it's a uh, curtain. What, what, what do you call them? Like flags? <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, in like the Star Trek future, there were no flags or there shouldn't be, right? Because it's a utopia. Uh, it's or... like a ba banner. I mean, there's still like, no, no, no. There's the, the United Federation of Planets has a, has a flag, Stephen. Okay. That all the planets in the Federation are united under, of course. I guess it's but, uh, just not as much as a utopia as I thought it was. Mm. Well, Steve, it's uh, utopia here in my cardboard box, okay? <laughs> uh, which I can afford thanks to not having children. And uh, Wow, just want I mean, the world my, to know. Wow. <laughs> so I just need everybody to uh, not have children for me. So you just want the end of the human race is what you're saying. I mean, I have done my part. I have ended my family line but with my vasectomy, so. I can't believe we're still talking about that a whole week later. All right. I, uh, congratulations. Yeah, people want to hear about my testicles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I uh, Welcome to a vast deference now is what we're <laughs> we naming the podcast. Yeah, that's what everyone uh, was talking about. And definitely not that uh, that chipmunk TikTok that, uh, yeah, that yeah. we released. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, all right, uh, your testicles aside, uh, we're here to talk about the Max animated series. Uh, do you, uh, <laughs> do you have uh, any fond memories of the Max animated series? Did you watch it? Um, I don't think I watched it. I do remember it, like, uh, like commercials for it and, like, maybe seeing bits and pieces of it here and there when it was on MTV, but I don't think I watched it. Because you just weren't cool enough, man. I mean, if you weren't watching I mean, kind TV of. in the '90s, then you just weren't cool enough. I mean, you know, the thing is, I, w I wasn't really into the Max comic uh, either. That was going to be my uh, next question. So you never. So among all the, uh, I, I just picture you like in a uh, a massive pile of Image comics, swimming through it like Scrooge McDuck in his money bin. Right. So, but amongst all those Image comics, you didn't have one copy of a Max comic at all. I don't think I ever did because you're you're not gonna like this, Steve. But I was not a fan of Sam Keith's art. No, I, I knew, I knew it. I mean, you've already been dropping breadcrumbs about how you actually feel about uh about Sam Keith's art uh, through past episodes. Like, so you know, if you're one of those people that likes a, a good mystery, you should go back, and <laughs> just watch all all of our episodes or listen, and you'll hear. Uh, how Yehel actually feels about Sam Keith before you even you don't even need to watch it at this point this episode yeah 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 in fact just just turn this off no. just turn this off <laughs> oh no, please don't <laughs> we need your eyeballs and ears please don't don't listen to him but, he, uh, he can't I even mean, give birth to a child <laughs> <laughs> I mean Steve I couldn't give birth to a child before the vasectomy either uh, you, but and not <laughs> Not according to some <laughs> do you, do you know how childbirth works? <laughs> I, I, I've heard that men can give birth these days, but uh, that's a well, rabbit if hole. You, if, you if you believe enough, there, hard enough. It's like, it's like that scene in Hook where they're trying to eat <laughs> uh, food, but there's no food on the table. And, you know, oh, he just has to believe enough to make the food appear. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but right. I will say I now as an adult, I can certainly appreciate Sam Keith's art style. Mm -hmm. um, he, it's certainly unique. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not not a bad artist. It just uh, I was I was a dumb teenager. See, I was a dumb motherfucker. Mm. And uh, so when you were sitting in high school, you weren't one of those kids who was doodling in Is or the Max. No, I didn't. All of none of my comic book friends were into the Max either. Because mm, I knew the, the only. The only the max I was into was located by Bayside High School. No, oh, Saved by the well Bell. Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, All right. Yes. Well, uh, let's. Um, speaking of Sam Keith's art, let's jump into the Obscuratron so people can see some of it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Ooh, look at it. It's right there in your face, right there. There's the Max <laughs> and Batman, and now the Max and Pitts. I mean, he was just, he was an A-lister back then who lives in a car. Oh, yeah, box. I forgot about Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do we need to cover Pitt? I don't think that counts as a uh, founding father. I actually, I, honestly, I don't even think Sam Keith counts as a Yeah, founding. I don't think Sam Keith counts either. But I think it's interesting enough and obscure enough uh, to be on this show uh, for sure. So, when sure. can you recall the first time you actually saw uh, Sam Keith's art? Because I can. I wow, this sounds like it was some kind of sexual awakening for you. The way that you're. Uh... <laughs> no, that was Jim Jim Lee's Psylocke for me, buddy. Oh, uh, I see. No, <laughs> for me it was uh, Rob Liefeld's pouches. Uh, really, really got really got my pouch going. No. If you know what I mean. Uh, that sounds disgusting. I, I apologize. The pouch that is no longer attached. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, that's not how vasectomies work. <laughs> Again, I do still have testicles. This is the worst slash greatest running gag in podcast they, history. They, they do nothing to your testicles. I know. They, they, it's the best it's, it's just a joke, man. All right, all right. So when was the first Anyways, time you uh, saw Sapkeet's art? Yeah, I, I don't remember what he worked on before. He worked on, like, Batman, I think, right? Uh, before this, maybe? Uh, or was it after? I no Batman was later. Uh, I can tell you the first time I saw it. Um, my parents. Yeah, that's really what you want to get to, you fucking <laughs> Sam Keith of sexual. Well, we, I know. I know you hate <laughs> Sam Keith and wish he was dead. I don't. I don't hate. He. I, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want him to die. Look, I just, all right, I'm here to say. I want him to draw anymore. That the first time. <laughs> damn. Actually, just I'm just. He's kidding. more of a writer these days, but we'll get to that. Um, my parents put some comic books in my oh wait uh, santa put some comic books in my stocking uh for uh, christmas and do you remember marvel comics presents do you remember those vaguely vaguely they were kind of like their little anthology series and it was like a flip book <laughs> just like young blood number one and on one side it was a uh, wolverine and on the other side i believe was a ghost rider and then there were a few other stories uh in between and uh, that, I believe, was Sam Keith's first uh, Marvel work. And uh, I don't know. I... So did I remind me, Steve, on Marvel's Present, would it be the same like artists and writers that would do each story? No, uh, no, no. It was all oh, like... so only one. Yes. So only one story had shitty artwork. Oh, it's just... that's right. Rob Liefeld <laughs> I actually did think a... he, I actually really do appreciate his his, his art. I, I should say yeah. now I just. As a kid, I guess I was stupid. Sure, no, I mean, I was going to say I kind of felt the same way. I was like, hmm, this Wolverine looks a little weird. Um, But, you know, I went with it because it was Wolverine. He was uh, fighting that guy, Cyber. I don't know if you remember that uh, villain. I remember I had a card of him or some guy in a blue thing with, big surprise, uh, robotic arms. Um, And, uh, yeah, but I didn't like the fact that the story was so short because that meant I had to find a way to find more money to purchase more Marvel Comics Presents. Um, but but now I've actually been seeking those out just because, you know, I find it interesting to look at Sam Keith draw Wolverine or really anything um, for that matter. But uh, I don't think he... Uh, so you never got around to reading a single Max comic ever? Steve, like, <laughs> is this going to end our friendship years? So, no, I mean, was, I don't even. I never, I never read the Max. I wow. didn't know what it was about. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I think I might have seen bits and pieces of this show. I certainly remember commercials and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> you don't care? You blocking me on Skype right now? Uh, no. <laughs> here. Uh, no, I mean. I won't say that Sam Keith is my favorite. I always thought he was um, interesting, for sure. I mean, I definitely, 
your dislike of his uh, of his art is definitely not going to break up our friendship or the podcast. Um, I mean, again, I respect and like the art now. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily go out and buy his comic books, but when I was a kid, I thought it was like awful. Where now I'm like, you know, this is like a really unique and cool like art style. And his character designs are really cool, too. Yes, yeah. That is one thing that uh, you can definitely say about the Max is that he's uh, very uh, recognizable. You know, one of the rules <laughs> of, like, creating a lasting character is that you're supposed to be able to, uh, you know, recognize them by their silhouette. <laughs> and I would say mm-hmm. that's definitely true uh, with the Max here. Um, yeah, it's, Sam Keith is almost like the inverse of rob liefeld in terms of um feet uh, <laughs> he loves his feet yeah and his, he loves drawing feet and making them huge and arched backs he really likes arched yeah. backs yeah um so uh so yeah just um to dive into uh, the comic here obviously the max and, and just to be clear i don't know if we've even said it we are discussing the max animated series which uh which was on mtv uh, but, of course, the Max is based on the Image comic created by Sam Keith. Uh, the Max's first appearance was actually in Darker Image Number 1 in 1993. Did you have a copy of Darker Image Number 1? I did not have a copy of Darker what? Image. What? I figured everyone had. It's like one of those toilet paper issues that I thought everyone had. Really? I do. I don't, I'm going to have to look this up. I don't even think I remember Darker Image, which is weird because, like, I mean, 93, I, I was still in deep in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. My, 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 I would say my prescription to wizard, <laughs> uh, my deep. subscription to yeah. wizard. Yeah. Pouches deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, don't remember that. Well, darker image is basically just, again, like another sort of anthology book. I don't think they ever had a part two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, it was like, uh, um, the max death blow. You remember, uh, <laughs> poorly named death blow from Jim Lee. You remember death blow? Uh, yeah, I do remember. Sorry, I was looking at the uh, dark image, darker image number one, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't remember the. Um, well, maybe the cover does look a little familiar. I probably saw the Max. I was like, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> there was a there was a Rob Liefeld uh, story slash character in there as well. I think Blood Wolf or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was okay. Kind of, you know, obviously kind of forgettable, but. I guess worth remembering since it was the first appearance of the Max. Um, but uh, anyway, onward to the Max animated series, which is really just called the Max. Um, it was part of uh, MTV's Oddities, which I would say was sort of, um, you know, this uh, again, almost like an anthology tale of um, animated uh, stuff. First, it started with the head. Do you remember the head? Yeah. Did, yep. did you watch the head? What did you think of the head? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I didn't Don't watch it either. I, <laughs> I thought that was so stupid. It's like a giant head and then a gremlin comes out and I didn't really like the animation. Like I tried watching it and I'm surprised I didn't uh, watch more of it because I was a huge fan of uh, liquid television when that was on. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Liquid television was awesome, man. Yeah. 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 I think it was just, I don't know, the story of the head just didn't do it for me. But anyway, I remember when they were showing the opening of MTV's Oddities, The Head, um, they would also, there was like a poster of the Max, like it was coming soon, and I was like, ooh, I can't wait for that. And mm. uh, then they came out with it, and uh, here it is. It's uh, actually touted as a miniseries on IMDb, uh, 13 really short episodes. <laughs> And, yeah, they're uh, about 11 minutes a piece or so. Mm-hmm. And that just reminded me uh, how many commercials like uh, MTV had back in the day. I mean, I'm sure it hasn't changed, but I swear they had more commercials than any other channel on cable. Um, and Well, you know, like some shows uh, like and you, they even do this now where uh, some like in an hour, they'll take uh, either six or eight commercial breaks. It just depends how the show's broken up. But the total runtime of the commercials doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But it certainly feels like there's more commercials when, you know, for, for me, at least when they're split up into shorter blocks. Right. Right. I gotcha. Um, but uh, anyway, this uh, cartoon premiered April 8th, 1995. And uh, here is a, a series synopsis. Confused, hulking, homeless superhero, the Max, tries to protect his social worker and friend Julie from an omniscient serial killer, Mr. Gone, 
both in the real world, which may or may not actually be real, and the subconscious fantasy world. And uh, this was directed by uh, Greg Vanzo, who has directed mm. episodes of The Simpsons, The Critic, Beavis and Butthead, and uh, Ren, Ren and Stimpy. I almost said Ran. I don't know why. Um, uh, I'm surprised you uh, didn't mention that uh, he also uh, was in the animation department of RoboCop 3. Oh, did I miss? Huh. I don't know. How the I the greatest that. RoboCop of them all. <laughs> animation department. What did they have a need to? An- uh, I mean, I guess they had to animate some. It's of probably the- something in the special effects. Yeah, problem. yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I can't believe I missed that. Good, good save. <laughs> You've kept your job for today. Ah, thank you, yeah, thank you're you. You're welcome. And uh, the writers here. Uh, the first one is a uh, Greg Ickler, who's uh, touted as the story editor. He's worked on a Married with Children. Rugrats, Beavis and Butthead, and then of course uh, Sam Keith, the creator himself. Uh, he's worked on, um, I guess there's a Sandman um, TV show that's coming out that he wrote for uh, Lucifer. It's um, I don't think it's a TV show. It's like an audio. Right. Book. He, uh, I saw he wrote on that as well. But no, uh, um, I think it's in um, production. The, oh wait, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a TV series here. You're and then uh, Lucifer, right. um, Black Scorpion, and <laughs> one of these days, it might be worth us to take a look at the mo- movie he directed called To the Limit, because I hear it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, the last writer is Bill Messner Loeb's, and he worked on uh, Superman Doomsday, the animated movie, and the Death of Superman animated movie. And of course, oh, the- those are actually all pretty good. Yeah, those, yeah uh, animated I, I like yeah. those. And this uh, was produced by Image Comics and MTV Animation. And uh, why don't you take us through this uh, stellar cast? Oh, star fucking studded. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'm not going to go over everybody, but there's also not a ton of characters anyways, mm-hmm. um, at least in the first two episodes that we watched. First, we have Michael Haley, who plays the uh, does the voice for the titular The Max. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all he ever did. Uh <laughs> He did the voice of the Max, and he's like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. I've had enough. Um, and honestly, he does a pretty good job. So right. I'm kind of surprised he um, didn't do more work. Maybe uh, maybe Sam Keith killed him. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a, what a revelation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're just, we're just talking. This is just talk, Steve. <laughs> um, then we have Glynis uh, Talkin, or Tacken who did the voice of um, Julie Winters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did uh, some other voiceover work in some video games. But, I mean, it was literally just like one, two, three, like four video games between 1995 and 2011. Wow. And, again, really weird because she's very good as well. Right. She is good. Um, but I did notice that she was a storyboard artist for StarCraft. Uh, the video game. So I wonder if maybe she just does more stuff in the video game world and that stuff isn't always added to people's IMDb's. So, Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, it's kind of, kind of a bummer. She didn't do more stuff. Uh, we also have Amy Dan, Daniels, Daniels, uh, who plays the voice of Sarah. Uh, she basically has done a few more things than everybody else, but not much, Mm. Uh, a few TV shows, the Brittany Murphy story, but she hasn't done anything since 2014. And, her IMDb list is like about eight uh, projects long. And then finally, we've got, uh, well, not finally, but uh, we've got Barry Stigler as the voice of uh, Mr. Gone, who isn't even credited uh, wow. as the voice in the in the credits. So that's nice. Um, he actually did quite a few, uh, had quite a few credits, uh, voiceover work stuff, basically like Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell. Um, so did a lot of anime kind of stuff. And then finally, we have Tony Fusel, Fucal, one of the only people, one of the only two people who has like a freaking picture in the IMDb, <laughs> and the only one that seems to still be working, uh, mostly as an animator in uh, shows uh, and movies like The Incredibles, uh, Soul, and most recently SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, good for him! Uh, yeah, yeah, you think maybe MTV was just like, hey, who here wants to do a voice? Uh, who you know talking to like their regular voices or and voices their regular workers who are like animators normally animators and stuff and there's people were like eh I'll give it a shot and then yeah they, maybe I mean they were good well yes the the regular cast was good 
Uh, but there right. was one particular scene where it was bad. <laughs> uh, you know, the scene when they're in the uh, the laundromat and then yes. that dude comes back to find mm -hmm. his like girl murdered. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that in the walkthrough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which speaking of, you're talking about the guy that played. You're talking about the guy that played his voice, right? Yes. The, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awful. yeah. That Absolutely that was absolutely awful. Thankfully, he didn't have a lot of lines, but you know what? He didn't need a lot to show you how awful he is. <laughs> I swear they they must have just gotten like uh, the coffee guy. It's like, hey, or uh, the um, craft services. They're like, hey, we need an extra voice. Get in there. <laughs> He he spoke like someone who had just learned how to use his mouth that day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So jumping right into uh, the episode here. And we're doing uh, two episodes because they're just so short. I mean, this episode would just fly by. Uh, and we know how much you guys love us and listening to us uh, talk about your hell's vasectomy. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. We got a classic opening here with the voiceover explaining the premise of the Max. Uh, this time over some very Twin Peaks sounding jazz music. Uh, what did you think of the opening of the Max uh, straight off? Uh, pretty, pretty cool actually. Really liked it. Kind of noirish, noir, noirish. Oh yeah, this man. It really felt like um, this takes place in the same universe as Spawn. I know they don't look the same, like as far as the the you know the art style and everything, but. I really felt like just a few blocks down the road, Spawn was ripping dudes apart with chains. Uh, Dude, I actually was thinking the same thing. Uh, the art style doesn't look the same, but uh, like the look of the show in terms of like the backgrounds oh, yeah. and the colors used, mm -hmm. uh, it definitely feels similar in style. Like this could easily have been a show that you would have expected, you know, a larger or maybe not larger, but a higher quality producer of content like HBO to have produced. Right, right. Absolutely. So uh, we open in a dark alleyway. Uh, it's raining and uh, we hear uh, like the Max's thoughts or what we think is his thoughts <laughs> as we do a slow push in on the Max's cardboard box. He uh, talks about uh, the TV show Cheers and says he doesn't have a TV show or a TV anymore, but, uh, you know, he remembers them well in his mind. Uh, a random... uh, he said the TV shows in his mind are better. Right. Are usually... yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. A uh, random woman gets uh, dropped off uh, by Max's alley and uh, two shady dudes uh, by the name of T-Bone and Fridge loom in the in the shadows looking at her. Uh, Max's VO um, then tells us that the cab driver drops off random women there on purpose. So those two dudes can then uh, rob them. And then the cab driver gets a cut. Ooh, that's a shady yeah. business. <laughs> or <Yeah>. that's risky business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why they always said that back then. All right, so the, the two dudes, they pounce on her. Uh, and um, as, like, one of the guys is, like, you know, I guess beating her up, a penny falls out of her purse, and it rolls all the way over to the Max's box, which is pretty cool and cinematic. Uh, mm -hmm. T-Bone follows it, and then the Max pounces on him, and then the other guy, Fridge, uh, follows. The Max then extracts his claws, ready to strike, and we think we're going to see, like, a cool, like, throwdown. Then the cops show up and arrest uh, the Max. So what do you think about all that stuff that just happened? Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, and then the funny one thing you didn't mention is that throughout all this, we hear, again, what we think are the Max's thoughts because mm -hmm. he's talking about how he's going to save her. Sometimes, like, you know, people are saved by fate. Sometimes it's whatever. Uh, and as we hear him talking, he's like, he says something like, and sometimes it's me. And then the cops show up and they say, or sometimes it's us. Yeah. Like, and he's like, Oh crap. I was talking out loud. Yeah. Again. That was really funny. You know, making fun again of like film noir, the film noir trope of like hearing the right, character's right. thoughts. Yeah. That was a, uh, it was really funny. I wasn't expecting that. I don't remember it at, in the yeah, and I, Yeah. And it's something where like, you, you really got to watch it to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it, I know it doesn't sound funny when it's described, but it really subverts. It does a good job of subverting the audience expectation and kind of sets the tone to like not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily going to get see what you expect to see. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's basically what, you know, the Max is. It's mm -hmm. a very anti-hero superhero. And I just thought thought it was funny that Image had two homeless superheroes at uh, at the 
when they were launching. It's uh, pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, the camera pans away back to the woman. Uh, and uh, she's like getting up, gathering herself. And another shady dude stands above her. This is the main antagonist slash a villain by the name of Mr. Gone. Uh, he grabs her and then she screams. And basically we cut to the interior of a cop car and inside is the Max in the back seat. How would you describe how this was animated slash filmed? Um, it, I mean, it, I don't remember it being like any different than the rest of the show. Oh no, uh, like those, I'm pretty sure, okay. So like the exterior looks like it was obviously um, filmed in real life, and then they dropped like a uh, oh yeah yeah. And, yeah 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 yeah. And the two cops, I'm pretty sure they were real too. They just uh, you know threw like a black like silhouette over them, and then you have an right. animated Max in the back seat. And yeah, this felt very liquid television uh, to me. I really liked how they were, you know, just sort of pushing the boundaries of what animation or, you know, an animated superhero show could be. Uh, what did you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. There's also some uh, CGI elements too oh, in the show here and there, yeah. which 1995, you don't see that very often. In fact, I feel like the very beginning when the camera's pushing forward into his cardboard box, mm -hmm. I think like that was a combination of CG and uh, animation. I felt that as well. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's, it's done really well. And, uh, you know, one good thing about Sam Keith's style, uh, is that a lot, you would think that like having these weird blends of like live action animated and CG would be jarring, especially in 1995, mm -hmm. you know, with the quality that can be done with that stuff. But because his style is so like weird and off the wall, it really works. Oh yeah. 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 This was, uh, yeah, the Max was basically the perfect comic book for MTV at the time. Because, you know, they were all um, very into, like, sort of subversive entertainment. Like, you know, doing the opposite of what, what your parents' networks were doing. Like, NBC and all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, so the two cops talk, and they say they don't remember seeing a woman victim. Which, I mean... And that's a little, I mean, I guess you can assume that the cops are corrupt as well, because this is like the, the saddest, most depressing uh, city like you've ever been to outside of the, the Spawn um, animated series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, through the windshield outside, the world looks very, as we were saying, very psychedelic as the cops uh, talk. The Max just sort of slowly sinks into the seat and he thinks to himself, uh, says he's, he's out of control. He gets headaches, and uh, and then he starts imagining that he's in the Australian outback. Not the outback that you were taught in school, you hell, but, like, the real outback, which has a bunch <laughs> of weird um, animals in it. Like, basically, it's just this, like, sort of fantasy world where yeah. um, he imagines that he is. Um, and uh, at this point, a bunch of arms shoot out. All right, so we're in this uh, outback world. And the Max is like laying on the ground and a bunch of white hands uh, shoot out and start uh, and grab the Max. And uh, then he starts talking or he mentions the animals and he also mentions the Leopard Queen, who is uh, basically his social worker, Julie. And she's like this, uh, you know, majestic looking, I don't know, jungle woman or something. And it inspires him to free himself. So he cuts all the, uh, the hands and jumps up. Then we cut back to present day. Um, what do you think about uh, this dual world, like the Australian outback? What do you think about all that stuff? Um, I, it's cool. Like I, uh, I, you know, I remember because I would see like, even though I wasn't reading the Max, I'd see images from it, like in Wizard or whatever. And uh, I was, you know, I had no idea what the hell any of that stuff was. So right. I think it does a pretty good job, though, of like kind of setting things up. Um, I will say the the first uh, episode in particular, the, the first two episodes kind of do a lot of telling and not showing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, however, I'm, which I usually am not a fan of. However, I'm kind of willing to forgive it because these are short 11-minute episodes. So in some ways, you can't take your time, right, and do too much, a bunch of showing. And some of this stuff is so odd, you kind of need an explanation right, you know, right, just, to, just yeah. to be given to you. Decompressed storytelling, I believe they call it. Um, so we cut back to present day. 
we're in an office and uh, we see a woman, it's basically a Julie who looks just like the Leopard Queen, sitting across from a weird looking old dude. And uh, she asks him questions so she can get him some social assistance. Uh, he's like really weird um, and isn't really answering the questions. It sounds like uh, one of my favorite bands, Manor Astro Man, is playing in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> Man, talk about obscure. Yeah, I meant to check the credits to see if that, that was actually them or not. But, you know, Surf. Well, apparently they're not even giving credit to people that did voices on the show. So. Wow. Yeah. So the man says she looks like she dresses like a hooker. Steve, uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, mm -hmm. but uh, I noticed on the stream you're very low in volume compared to me. And I've actually turned Again? my mic down. I, yeah, and I've I turned mean, my mic down. good in the, um, the test. Hello. Check, check. How about now? Uh, let me see. It's behind a little bit, so. Check, check. See. That was better. Okay. It's better. All right. Um so she had the man says she looks like she dresses like a hooker and basically she kicks him out she gets another call and it's uh mr gong he says that he did it all for her she freaks out and hangs up then she gets a call from the cops and they tell her basically to come pick up the max um so this is basically like her interaction with this dude is basically one of many um sort of interactions where uh, a woman is getting how can you put it uh, uh you know talked down to about her appearance mm -hmm. or um misogyny basically right i mean yeah there's a uh, quite a bit of that just in these two like uh, 11 minute episodes and yeah if you know basically the story about how it unfolds and stuff i mean it it seems like a lot at first like basically i'm like Man, does anything positive ever happen in this uh, in this city? <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it all sort of feeds into what eventually becomes uh, the theme of the Max um, as you progress through the story, if you decide to take that ride. Um, so, um, any any comments about that uh, interaction in the office? Uh, I mean, it, it's fine. You know, it's uh, I it, it was very like. Uh, like you said, like it does seem like a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, pe like people are, the the people who are jerks on this show are like cartoonishly right. Jer it's really, jerky. Yeah, they really beat you over the head with it, basically. Yeah, like like, like the assholes are real <laughs> fucking assholes uh, in this. But um, yeah, and, and and like you mentioned earlier, I mean, we do kind of also uh, when she interacts with the cops, kind of she alludes to the corruption with the cops and mm -hmm. the city and stuff. So. Uh, like, who is wanting to live in this city? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's almost kind of how I felt like with the Spawn animated series that uh, it's almost too much. Like, you, you really have to sort of suspend your disbelief and kind of just go with it. Um, yeah. And now, to be fair, in the second episode, we do see that, like, couple. I think it's in the second episode um, where uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're having, like, a normal kind of positive yeah, interaction. I mean, until she gets murdered or whatever happens well but <laughs> yeah but even in that scene uh he's trying to get some from her so it just to me it almost oh yeah yeah he's being like real touchy-feely and she doesn't want it yeah you're right, right. real almost... rapey vibes for that guy yeah i mean and that's basically the vibes for <laughs> most of the male characters in this aside from the max himself is just like everyone's like a, a perv <laughs> out to <laughs> Out to yeah. try to get, you know, get sex from women, but the Max is there to, I guess, yeah. to help out. Now, just to play devil's uh, advocate here, we only meet, like, three sure. male characters mm -hmm. or so, something like that. So, I mean, yeah, it, it just, there's a, yeah, a large percentage of them are, like, rapey assholes, but it's not like we're meeting, like, 15 characters and they're all like that. You right, know, It's right. only a handful. For sure. So, all right, so she gets, uh, she go, she arrives at the police station and signs out the max. She, again, like the, the police officer, uh, insulted, I, I don't know if it was her clothing or something and, uh, but whatever, we've already touched on that. She signs out the max, gets the max out of prison. Uh, max says that his mask bit the hand of one of the cops. <laughs> I don't know why they would let him go uh, on that, but I guess we can just assume that they're 
prison system is uh, overflowing with, um, you know, with uh, yeah. detainees. So they just or have... maybe they're just more interested in the payoff that uh, she eventually ends up bringing. Right, yeah. right, true. Uh, so they walk into the horizon, and in the foreground we see the jacket of Mister Gone, and we hear slash see an is laugh. How would you describe an is if someone has never seen an is before? Um. Oh my god! It kind of—I would say like you know the Seven Up spot. <laughs> like well, that's if, good. <laughs> I was just gonna say a, like a, a little black gremlin, like an, yeah. Like an evil mutated Seven Up spot, like a Bizarro Seven Up spot. Yeah, yeah. Will. Who's all black like but has really things. white, uh, snarling teeth, and yeah, yeah. And they just—and yeah. he's not carbonated. No, definitely not. <laughs> that's good. Wow, that's a great comparison. So uh, now we're already in episode two, and we open in the, uh, the mystical outback. The Max tells us about some of the weird animals in the outback, uh, including the is cut to the present, and we're in the city. And there's like a really long sweeping pan over several buildings while Julie tells us about her relationship with the Max. And yeah, this is definitely um, lends to what you were saying, that there was a lot of... Um, a lot of showing, or no, a lot of telling and not showing. A lot of telling, like, yeah. I just would have rather have seen them interact with one another instead of like, I mean, the pan was interesting. You get to sort of see what all these random people are doing in the um, in the city. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I assume that's how it was in the comic. I can't even remember. Uh, but uh, the Max says he told her, she tells us that the Max told her about being a superhero in another world. And, of course, she thinks that he's uh, crazy. And then the pan finally stops on the sleeping Max, uh, who was at uh, Julie's place on the couch. And he's dreaming about the Outback. Uh, Julie wakes him up, gives him a hat and coat so he won't be as conspicuous. And then once again, we pan across the city and land on a laundromat. Uh, as we were saying, uh, the dude, uh, they're just sort of sitting back to back, uh, talking and the dude tries to feel her up, but she spurns his advances and sends him out to get Cokes and, uh, sandwiches, I think. <laughs> then of course, uh, Mr. Gone shows up. He does a, a nice monologue and then lets loose a bunch of is's. Anything to comment on, uh, that scene there? No, uh, the animation was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, uh. Mr. Gon shows up like his, uh, I don't know what you'd call trench it, like a, <laughs> yeah, like a, like a big trench coat, just like growing and expanding, uh, almost spawn-like oh, in the very, way it's yeah, like, absolutely. Um, kind of covering, engulfing the uh, the laundromat. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, again, another another asshole. Uh, <laughs> this universe, and uh, when the when the boyfriend, or I guess they're technically not boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. But because as he walks back, he very poorly uh, <laughs> says, because the voice actor, unfortunately, not not the greatest, no, uh, no, no. says that like, oh, if you and I, uh, if you're going to make me get burgers and Coke all the time, then we're going steady. And if we're going steady, that means. <laughs> but before he can say, uh, I get to rape you, uh, we see that uh, he sees whatever's been done to her. We don't get to see it as the audience. And he kind of has this shocked gasp. Right. Uh, look on his face yeah and but then the voice acting does not you know delineate that <laughs> that kind of emotion at all it's right just, he right. just goes oh or something like that just right yeah, right 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 right, awful. right as a voice actor i'm insulted um so yeah dude comes back finds a girl murdered and now we're back with uh, uh the max and julie uh julie kicks the kicks the max out or basically not really kicks him out but just like sort of shows him the door and then she, once again, she answers the phone, and it's Mr. Gone. And she actually looks out the window and sees an is at a payphone. Ooh, we just dated this show, you hell. There's a payphone. Um, and, uh, and then the Max, as he's walking by, he goes, that guy has two phones. <laughs> What's going on here? And uh, so the Max then, and it's an is, and he's holding, I guess, a cell phone up to this payphone so Mr. Gone can talk to Julie and I guess not get uh, traced. And right. uh, the Max, he sees the is and uh, chases it. He traps it in a dumpster, but it gets away. And then it just ends up, uh, they, they go through the city a bit. It falls to, the, to its death at the feet of Mr. Gone. 
And then Mr. Gone um, as, um, asks the Max if he remembers him, and the Max says no, and Mr. Gone's like really surprised. He, uh, once again, we get a, a beautiful shot of him opening up his trench coat, his huge black trench coat, and unleashing mm-hmm. just like a, a sea of is's. And then that's the end of the, of the episode, which, I mean, they do a good job of uh, leaving it on a, on a cliffhanger. I mean, I remember when I was watching this back in the day, it definitely made me want to tune in, uh, despite having to sit yeah. through the huge amount of, uh, of commercials that MTV had at the time. But those were those were the times, right, you hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were the days. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, again. It's only about eleven minutes, so it's pretty brisk. Watch. Um, we watched the first couple episodes, and uh, yeah. Well, what did you? Uh, well, I, I should we? Are, are you ready to? Uh, yeah, do your yeah. Birth? Let's do it. question. So, uh, Yehel Velasquez, uh, do you think uh, the Max should be remembered for uh, all of humanity or uh, tossed in the black hole of obscurity never to be heard from again? I say keep it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, really cool art style. The, the animation's like very high quality, especially for the 90s. Um, it looks great. I mean, honestly, outside of this being like, you know, in 4-3 aspect ratio, like, it doesn't feel dated at all. Maybe maybe stuff like the payphone or whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, this could come out like today, mm-hmm. and it would fit right in with like anything else coming out today. Um, right. So yeah. Well, what say what say ye? Oh, of course, uh, I say keep it as well. I must say I'm uh, I'm really surprised that you decided to um, save it. I thought we'd be doing a stalemate uh, for sure. Do you think? Uh, watching this as a show, it's more palatable as the comic. Like, do you think you would actually sit down and read the comic just to see what happens? I mean, no, probably not. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's the answer there. I, I would probably like read like a Wikipedia summary of what mm-hmm. happens or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I'd go back and like read the comic. Uh, I, I feel like Sam Keith's art style, even though, like again, I can respect it now. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like it lends itself better to animation than just like you know regular d- drawings. Um, eh. some, something about it feels like very cool and dynamic when it's animated, to me at least. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, well, then I guess we are going to be saving the Max. Here we go. In accordance to obscure to now. The most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet. You shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Well, that just uh, flew by, didn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's the max, everyone. You should uh, check it out. I think you... You can pay like a couple bucks to watch it on Amazon Prime, or I mean, if you if you read the comic, it really is like a panel for panel, almost the same as the uh, the animated series, and it lasts for a lot longer as well. Um, there's also much later. I remember uh, there was like a uh, when we were in the Obscuratron, they there was a cover for it. The Max and Batman met up. Uh, I don't know if you want to see Sam Keith draw Batman, but he did. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I'm not a fan of that. But, uh, <laughs> and apparently and ba- just Batman just looks weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I think he's, uh, yeah, just better for uh, his pit looked pretty good on that cover of, uh, of the pit. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the pit kind of is very similar to the max in proportion. I agree. I agree. Um, I will say I did look up, um, a little bit of information about the animated series mm-hmm. and it covers, um, darker image number one, mm-hmm. uh, max, one half. Oh God! Remember when they used to do oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. And and issues one through eleven of the Max itself. Uh, there the you go. Book. So it really only goes up to issue eleven of the Max. And there's a total of uh, at least in the first story, a total of thirty three episodes. Oh, I wrote this down, so I might as well just give the accurate information. Uh, it is a total of thirty five issues for like the first run. And then he did a, a sequel later uh, for IDW, if I'm not mistaken. 
And uh, also some other fun facts is that uh, everyone's favorite walking uh, pair of abs, uh, Channing Tatum, uh, he and uh, I guess his producer, uh, they were a while they were talking about making a Max uh, movie, bringing it to the big screen. But oh, wow. just like the Gambit movie, didn't work out. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah, I mean, who was he going to play? I mean, uh, he could play Mr. Gone. That guy was like naked most of the time. Um, but I definitely yeah. don't see him playing the Max. Uh, yeah, and all... I mean, I bet, I bet the Max would be like a CG character or something. Oh, you gotta have someone in there who could do it. Danny DeVito. There you go. Oh my God, <laughs> hey, Julie, um, Julie, come here. <laughs> so I know you mentioned that you can pay a couple bucks and watch uh, per, per episode to watch it on Prime, but mm. uh, so. Steve, you being a Sam Keith sexual may find this of interest. <laughs> there's a DVD available exclusively through Amazon, um, and there's audio commentary on each episode from uh, and interviews with Sam Keith. Uh, oh, so it's not the original it, like uh, MTV DVD that was uh, released. I don't know if the that includes because the MTV one, um, it looks like that was a VHS. Mm. Oh, all right, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, that's interesting. So this there is like you something, go. It looks like this is something different. So yeah, yeah. support uh, physical media. Since uh, did you hear like Sony like just did away with a bunch of people's like uh, paid movies that they paid for, like from the uh, yeah digital movies. Yeah, they yeah. just like pulled them. There you go. And uh, one last little uh, fun fact is uh, speak, uh, some dude he actually programmed a Max game for the Atari Jaguar. That's right. The, oh really? Yeah, for I don't know, some sort of contest or something. I mean, it's just barely mentioned on the uh, on the Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, this guy, uh, I guess just what was the contest? See how many women you can turn off with your hobbies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey baby, guess who just programmed a Max video game? Booyah! Like, man, that that that's uh, killing two birds with one stone. The Max and programming for the Jaguar. Three birds, because you're also killing your love life as well. Um, and I say this as somebody who has uh, an Atari Jaguar and a few Atari Jaguar like homebrew games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was a homebrew game for the Atari Jaguar. Yeah. But, I didn't uh, know, but I might have to uh, put it on my I, Jaguar EverDrive thing, which I sadly also have. I've played every single Jaguar game, Steve. <laughs> They're not good well the aliens versus predator one was good wasn't it i remember that was that like, one's all right that's the only good game or the only game i remember playing back in the 90s for a that jaguar one's okay uh i mean there's a couple games that are like okay mm. but i mean i wouldn't say like i feel most of them are pretty bad even like like people say like atari karts which is like their version of super mario kart mm -hmm. it's a good game no that game's terrible <laughs> like i don't know like I guess, I guess it's fine for like an atari jaguar game it's just a lot of the games feel unfinished to me. Hmm. Well, uh, get yourself a CDI. Sorry, <laughs> Jaguar. Business. This sounds like a future episode uh, for sure. But uh, as for next week, we will be talking about another uh, image comic. We'll have uh, the next couple of weeks. We'll be finishing out the uh, the summer of image. It's either going to be Cyberforce, Shadowhawk, or Wetworks. Hey, someone showed up. Who we got here? Uh, see the replay. Said never got a chance to get a Jaguar. Jaguar should. Uh, I think he meant should have done it back then. Um, did score a three DO use with OG box. Oh yeah, three DO. That actually does have some. Yeah, great but games. what do you think about the Max? See their play. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit here and wait for him to respond. No. <laughs> you, Steve, people are not gonna be into the Max as much as you are. Like you're. Hey, you're, you're into it now. on the teeth of Sam Keith. You've been. I mean, I did like the animated show. You've but, been uh, maximized. You're a maxisexual. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting the podcast i think it's funny all right so we just spent uh like 40 minutes talking about the max and it wasn't until we started talking about the atari jaguar that someone jumped in i i, I don't know i think that's funny uh never heard of it all right good good we'll check it out good guy we'll uh w an obscurian uh if you actually watch it uh but um <laughs> Oh, uh, one thing I've been meaning to <laughs> no, hey, no need to apologize. Uh, no worries, either. We are glad we're that just you're joshing. here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, one thing I, 
mean, the last thing I want to do is manage any more social media, whatever, <laughs> but I set up, uh, an obscurity now, um, group and Facebook. Also, I know like everyone hates Facebook and everyone's leaving it and whatnot, but I've seen other people like use it to their other podcasts, use it to their advantage. So it's obscurity now, obscure posting. If anyone wants to go in there and suggest something for us to cover. And if you hate Facebook, then we still have Twitter. You can just leave a comment here in a YouTube and let us know what you think about the Max. Were we right for saving it or should it have been banished? Like, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, anything else to add here before we sign off, Mr. Velasquez? Uh, no, uh, you can also follow us on TikTok. We're at Reptilian Media there. Um, I've included the link for Twitter in the chat. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely was pleasantly surprised by the Max. Good. Uh, not surprised that you loved it. Uh, <laughs> a little surprised by how deeply you loved it. Uh, see the replay. You missed Steve recounting his first uh, sexual experience, which apparently was the first time he saw the Max that was, or Sam Keith's art. It was the first Sam Keith experience. It had nothing to do with sex, you, you pervert. You're just all right, you're all no right, better Steve. than those uh, those no good males in the Max universe who are just going. Steve, you asked me if, if I remembered the first time I saw Sam Keith's art the way you would ask somebody if they remember their first time, to recall their first time having sex. It was very similar <laughs> in vibes. Oh, someone's b like blowing things out of proportion here. Uh, one yeah, thing I, 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 know, I know what you'd like to be blowing, Steve. Oh, I will say, just to, to say something negative, to show that I'm not a complete Sam Keith uh, mark, is that since I know the way that the story is going, like seeing it again, kind of makes me not want to again <laughs> so it's, it's a kind of a one and done i would say but there's still a lot of uh issues that i haven't read uh of the max so i think i will uh keep going but anyway uh that is our show we'll see you uh next sunday as we continue to discuss even more obscure media only on obscurity now see you later You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity, Obscurity Now. now.